Blog Talk Radio. Your host, 
Reverend Thomas Dwayne Smith. We are going to go right into our worship portion of the show, and it'll be about 30 minutes. So step back, relax, and enjoy the word through worship flowing into your spirit. Now be right back at the end of this session to pray and give a message. So.
to listen to worship. It kind of sets the mood and the atmosphere for the entirety of the show. So I'm going to open up with a word of prayer, and I'm going to then get on into my message. I never decide to plan out a message because I I just want to leave things open for the Holy Spirit to move in whichever direction he chooses to move. So having said that, dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Father God, I thank you in the name of Jesus for another opportunity to host another episode of Reality in Christ, Worship and Word. Father, I pray that whoever chooses to listen to this message, whether it's live or in the archives, will know that you are still real and that you are still alive today, no matter how things may turn out or how things may seem to be that you are who you said you are when you say that you are. In other words, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever and always. So, Lord, I pray that this message will bless those who listen, encourage hearts, and draw people closer to you. In the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Well, it's Wednesday night, midweek service. And I'm sitting back just kind of contemplating what what there is for me to teach on. And you know... What really comes to my spirit is this. Matthew, chapter 11, verse 28. Come unto me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I'm going to just stop at that scripture. That's I'm not going to... I'm not going to go into the rest of it. I'm just going to focus on that one scripture. And the reason why I'm focusing on just that one verse is because of the fact that even Christians, for some reason we've we've bought this false narrative that we're supposed to shoulder the burdens of our own problems that God is too busy to be dealing with our foolishness. You know, nothing could be further from the truth. Nothing could be further from the truth. If God did not care about us, Jesus would not told us to come to him. He told us to come. But, you know, there's many of us who are still bogged down with the cares of life. We're looking for the counterfeit place what is real. God's love is real. His sacrifice was real. But he will not force us to take it. We hold on to anger. We hold on to bitterness because we're not secure in who we are in Christ. So we look for excuses to justify the things that we do 
when Jesus Christ has given us a way out. And in some cases, no, people are just not ready to change. So here's the thing. When you're building a relationship with someone, and in this case, building a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, as you start to get to know the wonders of his majesty, you will change by default. It happens naturally. I know people might find that hard to believe because of what they heard and been taught in church, but you know what? Sometimes what we're taught in church and what's reality are two different things. Because there are individuals still teaching that we're sinners just saved by grace. But nowhere in the Gospels did God ever refer to us as sinners saved by grace. Paul said in Romans that we've been set free from the law of sin and death. So folks, you can take that however you want want to take it, but that's what the word says. Why is it that we can believe the Bible in some areas, but we can't believe it in all areas. I'll tell you why. Because human nature has a propensity to look for excuses. I.e., when we as humans desire to sin, we have to make the excuse, well, I'm only human. I make mistakes. Well, I have a question for you. If you accidentally knock a glass off a table and it breaks, you made a mistake. You knocked the glass off the table. You made a mistake, right? So in that case, did you sin because you knocked the glass off the table? No, you didn't. Same thing can be applied if you were typing a really long message and you forgot a word. You made a mistake. Your forgetting that word was not sin. And folks, this is what you have to understand. Making a mistake is something done unintentionally. Sin is something done with all intent and purpose. How do I know this? Because we always preference what we do with the phrases, I'm only human or we all make mistakes. But it's not my point to talk about sin. Because the pulpits every Sunday is filled. They are filled with how bad people are sinning. But folks, why are we not hearing more of the solution? I'll tell you why. Because you have preachers in the pulpit who think and believe that sin is more powerful than the blood of Jesus Christ. That's not true. Yes, it is. And you want to know how I know? Because Preachers spend more time talking about sin 
then they do talking about how Jesus overcame the sin for us on Calvary so that we would not have to walk in those lifestyles. We don't have to do it. But if you're not being told the truth, how are you going to know that you've been set free? You don't. You don't know that you've been set free. Because too many people are too busy condemning you to death. Folks, let me let me um, let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you and make this explicitly clear. Proverbs eighteen twenty one says the power of life and death is in the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. In other words. The reason why you never heard Jesus ever tell an unbeliever they're going to hell for their sins is because Jesus being God incarnate, had he spoke those words, he would have spoken a curse over them which could not have been broken. Do you understand what I'm saying? But yet, somewhere along the line, the fire and brimstone preachers talking about, you're going to hell for sin. Folks, first of all, and I'm going to say it again, sin is not what sends a person to hell. It's rejecting the free gift of Jesus Christ in salvation. Because Jesus was the judgment on Calvary for our sins. And that's word. And for all those of you who choose to argue that and use that old ad hominem, well, what are you saying? We don't need a salvation. We can do whatever we want. You didn't hear those words come out of my mouth. So don't even try it. Now, what I'm doing, I'm putting a responsibility for those who choose to sin back where it belongs, on you. Because Jesus paid the price so you wouldn't have to sin. But when you sin, you do it because you choose to, not because you have to. We're not living in the Old Testament where the sin nature was alive and well in man. We're living in a dispensation of grace, which means... We have no excuse to sin. Don't so make mistakes. Yeah, you make mistakes because you choose to. Sin. Every time you sin, you remind God of what his son endured on Calvary. I don't understand why why we as believers are afraid to take things, take the word of God specifically for what it says. And I'm going to tell you this. How can you be blessed if you don't even know the fullness of what Jesus Christ has for you. You can't. We have been set free from the law of sin and death. Folks, all you have to do, reach out to him. Take his hand. And he will... He will do everything else. You're not waiting on God. God's waiting on you. Because he did everything. 
even as tough and hard as your life may have been, nothing that we have went through in this life will ever compare to the suffering that Jesus Christ dealt with on Calvary. Nothing. No amount of pain on this earth that we as human beings could ever endure will ever even begin to even scratch the surface. And let me give you a vivid, vivid image. Imagine becoming seen of every single person that could potentially ever born, period, the entirety of all mankind, and you still couldn't wrap your brain around it. We walk around with tough exteriors. When Jesus Christ paid paid it all for us, he did it all. But we allow life circumstances to harden us, turn us into something that God never intended us to be. And I'm speaking from experience. But by the grace of God, I got to avoid a lot of the the pitfalls because I hated people. So therefore, because I hated people, I ran away from people. I withdrew. I hid. But God never left me, folks. And he never left you either. All I can do is deliver the message, and that's what I'm doing. God will not force himself upon you. He's not a rapist. Satan is. But there will be a day of reckoning where you will have to make the decision. Says in the book of Joshua, I believe it's 24-7 or 7-24, one of the two. Choose you this day whom you will serve. And just paraphrasing the scripture because I don't have my Bible in front of me. I'm kind of walking back and forth. Joshua was, was admonishing the nation of Israel. And he said, choose you this day whom you will serve. And he gave them some options. But I believe he said whether it's life or death or something else. But he then went on and said, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. That was Old Testament, which is still relevant. Joshua was a man of faith. So what it boils down to is this. You need to understand the reality of what Jesus Christ did for you and understand this, what you're going through, he already dealt with, and he's just waiting for you with open arms. Now, either you all embrace him or you won't. And if you don't, that's your choice. 
But what happens later on down the road, hey, that's your decision. God leaves it up to you. But I'll say it once again. You have a free gift, free gift of salvation. You and all you have to do is embrace it. You say you want to learn. You say you want to, folks, God cares about the heart. He don't care about the biblical facts, how much you know about him. He wants a relationship with us. And until you're willing to do that, all he can do is just patiently wait. So... That's my message. Spoken in love because I care. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for another opportunity to deliver a message. Father, I I pray in the name of Jesus that whoever listens to this episode and archives, they will hear you speaking and know that your love for them is very real. Father, you just chose me to be the messenger. I receive the message as well, or probably more so than anyone else, because I can receive it. You're speaking to me as well. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity that you have opened up for me. I thank you for favor that is is coming. And, Lord, I say that there is no fear in love because perfect love casts out all fear. 1 John 4, verses 17 through 19. Father, I pray that you give me favor with this event, that you bring this together in the way that it's supposed to be, that it will glorify you, Lord God and call this nation back to principles and virtue in Christ Jesus. Lord, prepare me for the battle. Prepare me for the fight. And prepare me to be the leader that you've called me to be, the man of God that you've called me to be. Say I love you and I bless you in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Want to thank everybody who tuned in. I love, I just love doing my midweek shows. Because uh, even though I might not have a lot of listeners, I teach myself happy. Because I know that I am getting to spend time with the Lord God. So, having said all that, I am going to... I am going to I am going to end the show. Sorry about that folks. And we'll be back Sunday.
And I'm going to end with Stay With Me.
Tune in next week for another episode of Reality in Christ, Worship and Word, here on True Life Radio and Blog Talk Radio Network. Bye-bye.